Episode 3. What a sweet send-off. It's been four years since I did my first ride-along. It seems like so many moons ago. Now here I am, living in upstate New York. Got a wife and a brand new baby daughter at home waiting for me. Tonight is my last night. My wife and child are waiting, and my wife is having our second child. We decided to move back to California. We both have had enough of this cold weather. I feel a sense of sadness and hopeful anticipation. I finally became a paramedic, y'all, and I was living the dream. I just was informed about two weeks ago that at the end of this month, I'll be made supervisor. Damn, do I really want to leave? They about to make me supervisor. But, you know what they say, happy wife, happy life. Be that as it may, it's time for the second chapter of my life. And that is not here in New York. I'm working at Sisters Hospital. Well, that's where I'm stationed at. I'm working for the ambulance company and I'm on the second floor looking at the fresh fallen snow overlooking the ambulance bay. It's so quiet. The snow is so beautiful. It's so damn cold, deceptively cold, as a matter of fact. The neon snow starts to flicker, almost as if it's dancing. You can see the neon lights dancing off the snow, I should say. Just then, I look around and take stock of everything that I've done over the past four years. And I start to get a bit nostalgic. But I remind myself, the best is yet to come. And then I hear, Repeat. I let them know I didn't. I guess I kind of zoned out. Turns out we have a code three call for a baby choking. I hate pediatric calls. Damn it, man. Now that I'm a father, pediatric calls just hit a little too close to home. We jump in the ambulance, and away we go. I was hoping this would be a peaceful call, a peaceful night. I'd be able to just relax and have an uneventful night and end my shift easily. We arrive at the house. There's a woman in the street raving her arms frantically. As we get out the ambulance, ambulance, she runs over to us and she goes, My baby isn't breathing! <clears throat> I hate calls like this shit. Before she can lead us into the house, out comes this man who looks like a universal, world-class bodybuilder. If any of you guys are familiar with the late, great actor Michael Duncan, who appeared in the movie Armageddon, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. In his hands, he's holding what appears 
by comparison to be the smallest baby ever. His eyes are filled with tears and he goes, my baby's not breathing. For all his strength at that moment, he is totally helpless. I take the baby and I can see she's starting to become hypoxic, which means she's starting to lose oxygenation. And if that happens, this can go from bad to worse very quickly. I take her in the back of the ambulance and I use a tool called a laryngoscope. It helps me look down into the back of the throat, into the trachea, esophagus, into the areas where things sometimes get lodged. I can see a partial blockage. Uh, damn, I don't like doing this. I don't like doing this. I take out my McGill forceps, another tool that's specifically designed to remove objects. The baby is nine months old, so the standard McGill forceps are too big. I have to use a modified McGill to reach the blockage. If I can force it down or pull it out, but get it out of the airway, I'll be okay. If I force it down and it goes into the lungs, that's going to require surgery. At least she'll be breathing. As I visualize the airway, I can see it looks like possibly some sort of Lego that's partially blocking the airway. Please, God, let me be able to clip this. Let me be able to get it. I reach down the airway and grab onto it. Thank you, God. I'm able to bring it back up and out of the airway. She starts to cry. Oh, thank God. I immediately put on a high-flow oxygen mask, which, of course, is too big for her, but it almost surrounds her entire face. I tell the parents, I removed the blockage, but we need to go to the hospital so the doctors can do an advanced assessment. They agree, and we get into the ambulance. The mother looks on as the father holds his daughter in his hands. Tears still streaming down his face, but they are tears of joy. He looks at me and silently mouths the words, thank you. I smile, respond, you're welcome. If I look at them too long, I'm going to start crying, and I do not like to cry. Damn it, man. I inform dispatch we'll be going to Sisters Hospital, code 2. Now, in case you're wondering, code 2 means urgent, but non-life-threatening. No one is dying on this call. You're probably wondering, what is code 1? What well, code 1 normally means, at your convenience. But never has a dispatch said to me to do anything at my convenience, because it probably wouldn't get done. So I've always had code two and code three calls. And just in case you're wondering, yes, there is a code four, and that means everything is fine. We arrive at the hospital, and the baby is looking pink and looking good. The medical team takes over and takes the husband and wife into an exam room. It's snowing again, and I'm off in 30 minutes. All in all, a great way to end my shift. California, here I come.